Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we correct and dissect the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm your co-host, Al, and with me also is my co-host, D. I'm your co-host, D. You're my co-host, D. I noticed that, um, Al, uh, yeah. I noticed that you said that I'm your co-host and not your friend, but when I host, I say you're my friend. Um, so I just want to, like, put the tiger on the table and scream at it. You are my friend. Oh, thank you. But I don't listen when you talk. <laughs> so. Al, we do a podcast together. <laughs> in which you have to listen while I talk or the podcast don't work. But I think I'm so nervous about thinking about what I'm going to say when you oh, introduce me that really? I don't hear you say that I'm your friend. Because you have. <laughs> oh, look into my eyes. Mm? I'm your friend. I'm your friend. And I say it. Every week. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you want me to start over? No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <sighs> it's fine. It's fine. It's just natural. We're just two. We're just two friends. We're just friends. Ta- doing a lot of research. <laughs> and pre- presenting our results. This is what friends do, right? Yeah. This is it. <laughs> this, is what, this is the peak of friendship. Well, I'm excited for you to do so. You did research. Yeah. And that's your way of showing that you care. Yeah. Yeah. About you and our audience. And our audience. You're all of our friends. Friends always have an Aww, audience. Aw, that's right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh. Wow, wow, wow. That's okay. I'm ready to listen and learn. Okay. Yeah. Weird vibes. <laughs> Is it? Oh, no. Now I'm questioning everything. No, it's fine. It's, hey. My hands are so sweaty. Folks, it's Friday night. Once again. <laughs> And we're doing a Friday night record, and Al's hands are real sweaty. It's not, pal. Oh, it's Saturday. It's Saturday night. You don't really remember because you're delirious with that Saturday night fever. I can't take over the way I lose my work. I won't spend no time to talk. That one. Hey, use it while you got it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm holding on, baby. Okay. Okay. I have an episode. But before we get to that, I just want to ask you. Are you, uh... You heard anything lately? About what? Nothing in particular. I'm just wondering if you heard anything lately. I feel like you're doing a voice. No, I'm not doing a voice. I'm your buddy. I'm your pal. You're my friend. I'm your buddy. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just wondering if you heard anything lately. Like, through the grapevine? Yeah, or, you know, on the streets. On the street? I don't go out on the street. You don't go, okay, well. (laughs) I don't don't talk to people. On the street? So you haven't heard anything? I've, I've heard, um, hmm, nope. Okay, well, I heard something I think you, you heard might something? be interested <gasps> in. Is this tea? It's a li- it's very old tea. It's very old tea? <laughs> it's ancient tea. It's tea that you forgot, and because it, it's sitting, like, on your desk, and you completely forgot about yeah. it, and it's been there for a while. Exactly. So it's, like, steeped so much. That's precisely it. Ew. Gross. Well, I heard that uh, back in olden times. Back in olden. <laughs> back in olden times. You know, like when them Darcys were around. When them Darcys were around. Yeah, you know when the heights was weathering, if you know what I oh, mean. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, long time ago. <laughs> the the collars were toit. Oh yeah. The 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 skin was 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 pale as shit. Oh baby. Everyone looked like they were very ill all the time. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm no lady Whistledown. But what I heard... Is that a reference to that show? You know, yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah, the one. The one. The one. What I heard was there used to be this type of establishment called a Molly House. 
A Molly house? Where all the dudes who was into dudes used to hang out. Oh, wait, let me... <laughs> a Molly house. Wow. And what I heard was, yeah. even though it was illegal, the stuff they like to get up to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like to kiss. They could hang out there and, you know, maybe... Maybe some would do some sex stuff, yeah. but others would, like, just catch up with their friends on, on what they've been up to and into, if you get what I mean. Just bros being bros is what you're like saying. Us. Like us. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> is this the Molly house? Uh-huh. Are we? Okay, okay. And uh, so, I think we're more fairies than anything. Okay, yeah. like with the ring of mushrooms out yeah, in the forest. Yeah, fairy ring. Interesting. Or pansies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot we, of... We could be pansies, boss. We could... <laughs> You and me holding hands together? We give you fancy? Yeah, why not? Wow. Love it. Oh. <laughs> soft, two soft boys. You know, sometimes they'd even uh, dress up in nice outfits, like what the ladies would wear. Nice. And they just hang out that way. And they just hang out right there, just like that. Sounds pretty cool, don't it, boss? Okay, Um. so you're talking about Edwardian times. Yes. Yeah. But you sound like you're from 1920s New York. Don't ask. Okay, I will not. <laughs> will not. It's not important. Okay, will will not be. You're just doing a guy. I'm just doing a guy. Yeah, I love it. And I embrace it. <laughs> <I'm> glad. <laughs> Good. <laughs> he came to me. Me and this guy holding hands, being two pansies. <laughs> At the Molly house. Yep. Why was it called the Molly house? Was that just a term? Uh, Molly was a, a term for a sex worker. Okay. Uh, and then, and also often there were sex workers at, at the Molly houses, but... Um, but then no one talked to them. <laughs> They're just all femmes and no one talked to them. But then they just also used the word for, for okay. this kind of thing. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Love it. So a precursor to the, the scandal sheets of Bridgerton era English society were called broadsides. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Am I right, ladies? Broadsides. <laughs> I like it. Actually, I like it. Uh, they were so-called because they took up one side of a broad sheet. Oh. The largest newspaper format with pages at 28 by 22 and three-quarter inches. That's not what I was thinking of. No? My broads. <laughs> my broads. My broads. My broads. Get a couple of broads in here. So they're they're just spilling tea. Yeah. But they're literally writing it down. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know it actually happened like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And they put them up all over town. Wow. So and They're like, you'll never know who's a slut. <laughs> you'll never you'll guess. You'll never guess who's a fucking whore. <laughs> Barbara. <laughs> it was Barbara, yeah. It was a yeah. Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> a Barbara is such an Edwardian name. So deeply. <laughs> So the, it was an ancient ancestor of the tabloid. Okay. The broadside was often used as a poster that announced events, advertisements, statements, and often poetry or ballads expressing political views. Okay, that's cool. And warning people away from cultural and social mores. Oh, that's not as cool. <laughs> One such broadside published in 1709 by Ned Ward, an investigative journalist, described a Molly house. Ooh, hoo, hoo. There are a particular gang of sodomitical wretches in this town. <laughs> it's who call themselves the Mollies. The Mollies. And are so far denigrated from all masculine deportment or manly exercises that they rather fancy themselves women. Yeah. Imitating all the little vanities that custom has reconciled to the female sex, affecting to speak, walk, tattle, curtsy, cry, scold, and to mimic all manner of effeminacy that has ever fallen within their several observations, not omitting the indecencies of lewd women that they may tempt one another by such immodest freedoms to commit these odious bestialities that ought forever to be without a name. (laughs) 
Okay, number one, man, men crying, that's weird. <laughs> that's real weird. Number two, men not fucking sex with female sex workers, that's also weird. Well, I, there is a paragraph, too. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah, give it to me. <laughs> At a certain tavern in the city whose sign I shall not mention. Oh, because, but mention. Because I am unwilling to fix an odium upon the house, <laughs> where they have settled a constant meeting every evening in the week, that they may have the better opportunity of drawing unwary youth into the like corruption. <laughs> when they are met together, it is their usual practice to mimic a female <laughs> gossiping and fall into all the impertinent tittle-tattle that a merry society <laughs> of good wives can be subject to when they have laid aside their modesty for the delights of the bottle. These pansies are tittle-tattling. a gathering of, of people, you know, yeah. I think in all likelihood probably a combination of, of gay men and, and trans women or other gender nonconforming people. Hell yeah. Obviously, we don't have any specific information. Who knows? <laughs> They're so. just some... They just some doing some dudes. They're spilling some tea. Yeah, they would. So they would, you know, wear wear dresses and yeah. and um, the clothing that was culturally considered feminine at the time. They would also have sort of mock marriages or pretend Aww. births. Pretend so, well, you don't need to. <laughs> you, you know what? You don't need to take part in that. It's messy. It's messy and bad. But yeah, just like a way of sort of like engaging in in women's culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can I promote a book? Please. It's called Gay New York. This is talking about this culture, but in the 1920s. Nice. And it's really, it's really, really interesting. And it's talking about how these, uh, not a Molly house, what they called it. It was like pansy houses or mm-hmm. uh, fairy rings or whatever. And how this existed in society and people were aware of it. And it was just like, they're open. They're doing it. Like no <laughs> one's, no one's really bothering them at that point. Well, people were bothering these people. Oh, people because were it bothered. was illegal what they were oh, doing. Oh, were they? Well, Yeah. <laughs> Here, uh, let me let me just say the author. Oh, George Chauncey. George Chauncey. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's good. So in 1707, a 14-stanza poem <gasps> prompted by raids on local Molly houses was printed by popular religious and political satirist John Dunton, who titled his work, The He's Trumpets, A Satyr <laughs> on the Sodomite Club. <laughs> the He's Trumpets. Yeah. I'm just writing down all these nicknames. They're really good, and I, I have more for you. Do you really? Yes. Oh, I just want... Um, I want his trumpets uh, embroidered on a leather jacket Ooh, in sequence. Sort of pink lady style. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Neckerchief around That's my neck. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. A look. Elvis hair, done. Perfect. It's a real greaser look. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Oh. The he's trumpets. <laughs> That's me. Some 20 years later... James Dalton printed an accounting of local crime entitled A Genuine Narrative of All the Street Robberies Committed Since October Last by James Dalton. By this one guy yeah. did it? Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Uh, which contained within it pseudonymous names of Molly House patrons, hoping to name and shame them out of their behavior. The okay. names are very good. The names are really good. Eleanor Roden. Okay. Flying Horse Mall. Small Coal Mary. What? Joanna the Ox Cheek Woman. Oh. Tub Nan. <laughs> Suki Pisquel, Garter Mary, Hard Word Nan, <laughs> Pretty Chris, a soldier of the Second Regiment, Pretty Chris, Aunt England, a noted soap boiler, mm. Pomegranate Molly, oh. Orange Mary, an or- orange merchant near mm. London Bridge, Old Fish Hannah, <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, Kate Hutton, an old man that never wears a shirt, bless, Thumbs and Waist Jenny, Thumbs and Waist Jenny, Queen Irons, alias Pippin Mary, Oh. Hanover Kate, spouse to Pippin Mary. <laughs> they love each other. And Miss Kitten. 
Oh, I love her. Mm-hmm. I love her. Um, I feel like you just named a bunch of D and D NPCs. Oh, absolutely. I want you. I think you should write that down. <laughs> keep that on your list. Or we're gonna meet them later. We'll meet Miss Kitten for sure. Oh, bless, love it. Oh, yeah, it's me, Pomegranate Mary. <laughs> no, I want to meet Old Fish Han. <laughs> boy, oh boy. We all want to meet Old Fish Hannah. Yeah. Oh, boy. So in the centuries since, this type of publication has somehow managed to get both bigger and smaller at the same time. Mm -hmm. In 1901, the new form gained a new name, representing its ability to condense stories into a simplified format, taking its name from the compressed pills sold by the London pharmaceutical company Burroughs Welcome & Co. Mm -hmm. These tabloids... Oh, got it. ...ran the gamut across the political spectrum, but often focused on sensationalized stories of crime, celebrities, and sex. Is it... This is in Britain... Uh, this is in Britain and in America now. Okay, okay. So it's sort of spread to America. Ah, the yellow journalism, eh? Exactly. Yeah, we got the hearses to blame. The yellow kid's here. Oh, no. Get away. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> ugly little guy. The three most popular daily tabloids sprang up in New York around 1920, including the New York Daily News, the mm. New York Daily Mirror, and the New York Evening Graphic. <laughs> The other one, the third one, real graphic. (laughs) Extremely graphic. There's a penis on every mugging. (laughs) But there were also many smaller presses around the country raking their own muck. Okay. Duluth, Minnesota's Ripsaw. Ooh. Love it. Was founded by a puritanical Christian named John L. Morrison. Hate it. Who produced the newspaper nearly on his own from 1917 to 1926. This is his wife told him to get a hobby, and he did. And it was bad. <laughs> I make a newspaper now, honey. <laughs> yeah. well, why in our house? <laughs> but why in our house? Please, get out of here. Stop it. He editorialized about the police's lack of efforts in enforcing prohibition, mm. as well as the need for streetcars and public toilets. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. That's that good. part's fine. We love that. But also, he was like, we should pay the police more, so. <laughs> no, you know. not fine. Uh, not good. There are people like that still around today. Great. But he found a real enemy in Minnesota State Senator Mike Boylan, who Morrison claimed threatened him with mayhem and death. <laughs> In retaliation, Boylan worked to draft the 1925 Public Nuisance Bill, which would allow a single judge sans jury to stop a newspaper, journal, or magazine from publishing permanently. <laughs> you burnt. You're done. So he hated this one guy. He hated this one and guy. And then he also did a fascism on the city. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You ever hate you ever hate a group so much you just do a fascism? <laughs> Oh, boy. It was approved by the Minnesota House and Senate. And uh, Morrison was arrested, although he died from a brain embolism before he could be tried. Oh. The public nuisance law was found unconstitutional in 1931 by the Supreme Court, enshrining scandal journalism into the fold of free speech. (laughs) Around the same time, another voice was on the rise, thanks to the Hearst publishing machine and a wayward baby. A baby. A baby. Wait, 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 wait. Is it the baby? It's the baby. The one that's went missing. You know the baby. <laughs> the baby we're all talking about. We're still talking about. Who's the baby that's on everybody's <laughs> lips? No, you can't put a baby on your lips. <laughs> what politicians do all the time. They, no, ba- politicians they don't shake kiss hand, babies. They shake hands and kiss babies. That's the saying. No, 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 no. They they kiss hands and shake babies. They can't do that either. <laughs> it's, a new, it's a new era. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a man named Walter Winchell? No. Interesting. Tell me about. He was a looming figure in American tabloid journalism for a long time. Okay. But I need to start with my favorite fact about but, him. But but wait, I know you want to do a fact, but what about the baby? We're gonna, gonna we'll talk, get to, we'll talk we're about, gonna talk the baby. about the baby. A little bit. 
Okay. We'll touch on the baby. I don't want to touch the baby. <laughs> this is Al, this is why they hate us. <laughs> they think we're doing that. You can't. Oh no. Oh no. Okay, I'm okay, tell me. the baby about gender. <laughs> <laughs> no, Al, the baby's gone. Oh no. We can't find it. Oh yeah, that's true. It did go it did go disappeared. <laughs> okay. Okay, tell me about this guy. Born in New York City to Russian Jewish immigrants. To to where? Born in New York City. Thank you. And that city is the greatest city in the world. Thank you. Thank you Thank for reminding you. me. Thank you. Oh, I can't believe it. That would have been embarrassing. That would have been so embarrassing. <laughs> so born to Russian Jewish immigrants, Winchell left school in sixth grade to begin performing as a tap dancer in a oh. vaudeville troupe called the Newsboys Sextet. <laughs> but there was four of them. Can you... Imagine. Imagine. This is no, no, no. Al, I can't. This is kids wanting to do TikTok. Oh vaudeville. yeah. TikTok is the new vaudeville. The Newsboy Sextet. Yeah. And TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another member of the Newsboy Sextet. Oh. Was Larry Fine. Oh, he Fine. You know. Do I? The Stooge. Larry. Larry. Oh, with the hair. Larry. We yeah. Just talking about the Stooges. <laughs> wow. It was Larry. It was Larry. He was a Newsboy. He was part of the sextet. He was. Wow, Larry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, Walter Winchell was fired from the sextet when oh. his voice dropped. Oh. <laughs> okay, rude. 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 Uh, but he transitioned into journalism, writing the first ever syndicated gossip column for the Evening Graphic. And he wrote so many, so much about Larry. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, like, you'll never believe. This motherfucker. <laughs> So, yeah, he started his journalism career in uh, doing a gossip column for the Evening Graphic. Yeah. But he, he first gained national attention for his coverage of the Lindbergh kidnapping and trial. She's here! <laughs> no, she isn't. <laughs> That's kind of the oh, whole no. thing. <laughs> Did we talk about the Hindenburg baby, like... The Hindenburg baby? No, sorry, the Lindbergh baby. Did we talk about the... Was there a Hindenburg baby? Yeah, it exploded. Oh, no! <laughs> You don't put helium in a baby. That's what we've learned. <laughs> oh, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about that baby before? We've talked about it briefly, I think, when we talked about the Coors family. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah they were kidnapping everyone. Yeah. My, Did I tell you my, my theory? No. I think they just dropped the baby. I think they, like, kidnapped the baby, and then they dropped the baby. And then they said, baby's gone. <laughs> baby's dead. We Well, we're going to try to get the money, but... <laughs> We, can, we cannot return this baby. There's no getting out of this one. <laughs> There's no... Baby's delicate. <laughs> no one tells you that. No one tells <laughs> No one's you ever that. said it. No one's ever said it. Oh, boy. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of Walter's in early work throughout World War II attacked American pro-Nazi fascists hey. and isolationists like Charles Lindbergh himself. I was going to say, so yeah. like Lindbergh. Exactly. Yeah. And he was outspoken in support of civil rights. Oh, okay. Unfortunately... What? In the 50s, oh. he turned his ire towards labor organizations uh, and hitched his wagon to Joseph McCarthy and Roy Cohn's anti-communist witch hunt. I don't understand how you could be so, like, anti-fascist and but then be like, but these unions, though. Yeah. I guess he was more, he was, like, extremist. Anti-extremist? He was anti-communist. But if you're anti-fascist, it's weird. Pick us, hey, pick a side. Lots of people in American I know. history. I know. <laughs> hey, 
pick a fucking side. Speaking of pick a side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not familiar with the name Roy Cohn, don't worry, because learning about this man made me so mad, I oh. had to walk away from my computer for a good 30 minutes. You so told me about this He guy. will be coming up in a future creep. Just keep him in the back of your head. <laughs> red string, red string. <laughs> wait, 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 Al. You told me to, like, there's a theme throughout. Yeah. Is it the, is it the baby? <laughs> no, but that would be sick. Al, can you just connect every ad creep? Like, it's everyone? all about the baby. It's all about the baby. It's all about the oh baby. Oh my gosh. End of season three. We solved the Lindbergh baby. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Here she is. We the have Lindbergh baby. No, that's not it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Here she is. Can you imagine? For the girlies. The girlies. The girlies. For the girlies. For the girlies. If a podcast in 2023 (laughs) could solve the Lindbergh baby case. We can do it, Al. Incredible. Incredible. I don't have access to the kind of news periodicals I would need um, because it costs money. Oh, it costs money. So we have a coffee. (laughs) If If you you want me... To solve the Lindbergh baby, the greatest true crime thing. Girlies, you're out there. We're going to need cash. We're going to need hot cash. Cold, liquid cash <laughs> assets. The microfiche is, is not free. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to probably some kind of like university campus. Yeah. You're going to look up all in. their information. I'm going to be in the basement. I'm going to oh be scanning God. slides. The girlies are. But with the girlies you. will the girlies? be excited. If only the Lindbergh baby had left a binder. <laughs> With the information, the information that, that people would need. Oh, I didn't have enough hair. You <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get the root. You couldn't get the root. You need the root. Oh my oh, lord! Boy. Well, <laughs> this is this is my whole afternoon now. Just thinking about that baby. We're, we're gonna work on it, boys. We're gonna crack this. We're gonna thing. crack it. Don't worry. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not. She's still out there. <laughs> You know another. Please. You know another theory. Since this is our, Lind- <laughs> this is a, the true crime podcast, Limber Baby. Yeah. Uh, podcast where we solve the crime of what happened to Limber Baby. I also heard that the Limber Baby, because um, Charles Lindbergh was like super into eugenics. Yeah. I also heard that he hired people to kidnap the baby because the baby the, wasn't. The ideal. baby wasn't ideal. Wasn't a perfect baby. Oh. Right. He needed it to be more Aryan. And he, he needed to be Nazi like. Okay. Uh, and the baby had maybe I don't know what. How can you tell a baby? What you know, sometimes baby babies has. are blonde at first, and then their hair. Yeah. Maybe. maybe it was like this baby stopped being blonde. Like the baby didn't have like they had like six fingers. Yeah. Right. Or something like that. Right. Its cranium wasn't the right shape. Yeah. It was, it was a completely spherical head. <laughs> <laughs> So I heard, I heard, I heard through the grapevine, and we should investigate this, um, that he got rid of the baby. Oh. And he, like, just it was a whole thing. Yeah. yeah, he checked the baby. We'll look into that. We'll, we'll look into the... We're going to go down every avenue, every <laughs> shady avenue we're going to be going down. And once we're done, we're coming for you, D.B. Cooper. We know you're <gasps> out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the girlies, the girlies going to be knocking on our doors. <laughs> Sign us up. We're here to satisfy the girlies. Yeah, like no one else can <laughs> by solving true crime cold cases. Mm. We really took a heel turn this season. We did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. But enough about people you've never heard of. Oh, we've heard. We've heard. Yeah. Part of Walter Winchell's appeal was that he was always ready to spill the gossip. Yeah. Or tea, if you will. Or beans. 
or beans mm. on big names of the era like James Dean, oh. Princess Grace Kelly, Marilyn Monroe, and Joe DiMaggio. I heard James Dean was gay. I, I can't. I can't, I don't know, man. I didn't <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> you're all hey, folks. Uh, I don't know if you're like talking about your sexuality. Did you know you're only gay if Al's fucked you? <laughs> I just mean I don't have any proof. That's the only way we can confirm that you're gay. <laughs> hey, have you fucked out? <laughs> you're straight until <laughs> until you fucked out. You're straight. Oh to no! Me. Oh no! <laughs> no! 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 Uh, I joke. You joke. So he talked about these people with with a speed, rhythm, and style that seemed to precurse the future of clickbait. Oh, okay. So yeah. the way that he talked, because he eventually got a radio show, and the way that he talked, and he had his own like slang and lingo, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he would just like go rapid pace through all of this gossip. Okay, okay. And it, you know, like sensationalism, really up the throwing back to like his vaudeville origins. Oh, okay. Um, in 1950, a lab processing a pregnancy test leaked the positive result to Winchell, mm-hmm. who announced immediately on air that Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz <gasps> were expecting. Oh, my gosh. They did lose the pregnancy. I love Lucy. Um, three years later, he publicly named Lucy as a communist. <laughs> she was, though. Yeah. <laughs> she was. Like, yeah. Who wasn't? Who wasn't? Her and Zero Mostel? Come on. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez Louise. I can see how Lucy and Desi were probably hot on the on the, the, the yellow journalism, because there was oh, yeah. a lot going on there. Truly. Yeah, yeah. Truly. Real, and William Frawley, are you kidding me? And we'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. I want to talk about Lucy all day. Uh, all day long. I love Lucy. I love Lucy. I love Lucy. But yeah, so uh, Walter Winchell was like in also with J. Edgar Hoover, Ugh. Uh, and was basically Ugh. feeding him information about... <laughs> Who's a communist? Who's a communist? Yeah. What does he know? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. He didn't well, know he, nothing. He was this the kind of guy who in is you know becomes famous and and wants to have those relationships with other famous people. Oh. And so that was really important to him. A ladder climber. Yeah, a ladder yeah, climber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like okay. he wanted to have those connections. I know, but I've. I've, we've seen them. We've all seen them, folks. Seen hey, we've all seen them. Uh, hey, girlies, look inward. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy. But as we've seen from the 1700s, the history of tabloid journalism involves outing a lot more than just communists. Mm. In 1956, the British tabloid Daily Mirror described... Oh, they're still around, they're, right? Oh, yeah, they're, they're awful. Ugh. They described American pianist and singer Liberace. A what? Pianist? Oh. Well, it was Liberace, so. American penis. <laughs> American penis Liberace. They described him as the summit of sex, oh. the pinnacle of masculine, feminine, and neuter. Everything that he, she, and it can ever want. What? A deadly, winking, sniggering, snuggling, chromium-plated, scent-impregnated, luminous, quivering, giggling, fruit-flavored, mincing, ice-covered heap of mother love. And you know what? Liberace's like, you are correct. Well, he replied with a famous telegram that said, what you said hurt me very much. I cried all the way to the bank. (laughs) And then he immediately sued them for libel for suggesting that he was a homosexual. Hell yeah. (laughs) As he crossed his legs with his three three guys, like, right next to him. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. And then crying all the way to the bank entered the, like, sort of Really? That was a Liberace? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Girl. Girl, thanks. Girl. Did you know um, there's a Liberace museum in Las Vegas? 
But in order to go, you have to make, like, a private appointment. Cool. And, like, they pick you up in a limo, and it's, like, very hush-hush sort of thing, and they take you to his, like, old... I want to do that. It's really cool. I haven't... I, I'm a little nervous about it. <laughs> mm. Mm. But it wasn't the Daily Mirror or the Evening Graphic or even People Magazine with coverage that was tracked closely in the summer 1990 issues of FTM Magazine. Mm. 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 It was a different publication, no less sensational. The printed, Top Matador Gored to Death and Docs Discover He's a Woman. <gasps> Alongside other thrilling headlines such as Space Aliens Made Me Blind and Psychic and Soviet Kids Master Mind Control with the cover story, Human Skeleton Found on the Moon. National Enquirer? No. No? No. Oh. Weekly World News. Yes. Yes! <laughs> Bat Boy, he's here! Bat Boy. You know, they also did um, 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 Jake the Alligator Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Love it. As the print predecessor to shows like Maury Povich and Jenny Jones, it's no surprise to find that most transgender coverage in the past century has come from the pages of Weekly World News, most of it untrue, overly sensationalized, and or unbelievably transphobic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how trans people are so unbelievable. We're, we're next to Bat Boy and Jake the Alligator Man. <laughs> Could you imagine? There are a couple of, like... Um, issues of FTM magazine, which you can, is all like archived online yeah. and you can read it. But Dope. there were a couple issues where they were just like little paragraphs that were like, oh, they're talking about us again. <laughs> and it would be like uh, some news story of uh, someone that was arrested in some state for, yeah. you know, not being the gender that they thought they should be. Did we talk about this before? I seem to remember something about week, weekly world. No, I don't remember it. Okay. So the, this is why we need, this is why we need a Wikipedia page. We need the strings. We need the strings. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Launched in Boca Raton, Florida mm. in 1979 to oh, join boy. its sister publication, the National Enquirer. Oh, oh, I didn't know they were yeah. siblings. So basically the National Enquirer moved to color printing instead of black and white. Okay. And then the guy who created them wanted to still use the black and white printer. Mm. So he created Weekly World News to use it. Because <laughs> he bought one. <laughs> he well, I it. got it. We got it. My favorite, other than Bat Boy, my favorite um, Weekly World News is when um, Bill Clinton met aliens. Oh, yeah. And there's a picture of Bill Clinton and, like, the stereotypical alien. It's pretty cool. The Weekly World News has had a decades-long racket selling totally true tales of the weird, the wild, and the actually pretty normal if you're not a bigot. Mm. Alongside longtime faves like Bat Boy and sightings of the long-deceased Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah! I yeah. even think about that. Mm -hmm. Trans people have lived in these pages and in other tabloid scandal sheets and broadsides long before modern journalism took up the task of debating whether or not we deserve rights. <laughs> and honestly, I'd rather be sharing the pulpy pages with Love Starved Whale Falls Head Over Flipper for a Ferry Boat oh, and Couple Discovers 1600 Screeching Creatures in the House <laughs> and even Angry Gays Want to Steal Christmas. We do! I prefer that to endless articles about my nefarious aims and corrupt lifestyle without ever asking me or anyone like me anything, yeah. any question at all. <laughs> you know what? I prefer it too. Let's all hold hands with Jake the Alligator Man <laughs> and go into the sunset and no one can bother us again. Do you want to see a commercial for Weekly World News? Oh my gosh! I didn't know this was... Yes! Absolutely! <laughs> oh, I'm kind of really excited. <laughs> Ah, oh, if you uh, if you want to watch this ad, you can see it in our sources. Yeah. Wow. Did you forget what we did on the podcast. Yes, I did. <laughs> That's my favorite. I was here with all with my red strings, looking <laughs> for the limber baby. <laughs> we're and gonna then, find her, and we're gonna find her. And then Bat Boy was here. 
And then we got angry. Because <laughs> we're always so angry. We're so angry. Lately. <laughs> Please. And then I forgot that we watched a commercial. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. We'll return after these messages. Weekly World News is one extraordinary story after another. Wow. Weekly World News this week. World's oldest man takes a bride. She wants lots of babies? Men trapped three days in a freezer. That gives me the chills. Teen runaway becomes a princess. A real-life Cinderella. Possessed man begs for exorcism. Weekly World News. Did a computer goof kill granny? Mom hits record jackpot. With her last 50 cents. This week and every week from all over the world. Weekly World News. The more you read it, the more you get involved. Welcome back to the show. That last line, the more you read it, the more you get involved. Yeah. Feels bad now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because in a in a world where we have like that is an old it's an older white man, like I would say 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. right? And he's like really getting into it. And like at first it's like, haha, this is funny, but then you realize, no, no. Hmm. No, no, no. It's not it's funny. It's not funny. Because it's constant. And if people keep reading this, that's what they're going to think. And that's the attitude they're going to have with the world uh, when they're like, the joke, the butt of the joke is a trans woman. Yeah. Um, that last line is very gross. It's bad, yeah. I mean, I, this is not an episode saying the Weekly World News no, is No, 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 no. It's not great. It's, it's a bad great. thing. It's a bad, it's an absolute bad thing. Because it's also like a lot of, you know, fictional stories that are purported to be true and people are reading it thinking, oh, this is a... They, there was a, a... One of the writers for it was quoted saying, like, some people read this like it's humor and some people read it like it's the truth. It's so funny because we have The Onion, yeah. Right? We have The Onion, and The Onion is very open, like, saying that this isn't news, and we're going to, like, tongue-in-cheek and be about the news. And that's, like, that's good. Except at this point, The Onion is news. <laughs> I get most of my news from The Onion. Um, but, oh, I don't know. It's man. rough, yeah. It's rough. It's rough. It's, it also reminds me of the adult version of um, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. But... Because as a kid, I'm like, oh, this is all real. Like, this is 100% all real. Believe it or not, I believe it. This is the legacy of P.T. Barnum, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. That fucker. <laughs> we should do something on him. Yeah. Is something on him? We Probably. should do something on him. Like a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Find him and his ghost. And some sort of desecration. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go Winchester on his ass. <laughs> Finally. We're going to assault him. <laughs> That's what they do. That's what. By the way, uh, Supernatural check. I just hit season two. Wow. Wait, did you go back? I started from the beginning. Why? Well, okay. Because you were watching like I 10 was watching or at like twelve, and then I'm like, I don't know what the got fuck no is going on. So you went back. So I went back to the beginning, which I've watched before. Did I remember any of it? No. But my new thing with Supernatural that I'm really interested in is their voices change. Yeah. Because at the beginning... Like ours. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm racing Dean Winchester is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know when their voice is kind of... When they hit second puberty. Yeah. I want to know. I'm taking... Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Weekly World News. This man. This man. Trying to find out if someone gooped his granny. (laughs) The kind of... The the news stories that he was saying, it was a jackpot winning. Yeah. Grandma wins jackpot. Mm -hmm. Very old man marries very younger woman. And and she wants lots of babies. She wants lots of... And he says... He licks his lip and says, she wants lots of babies. Uh, and <laughs> Teen then, becomes princess. Teen becomes princess. 
Is that like she married a prince? In I think it is like a, a, like a Grace Kelly kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what other stories were there? Who I didn't know was a princess, but I. Well, she did marry Rainier the Third of Monaco. So dang, dang, <laughs> dang. Get yourself a Monacan prince. Monacan. Monacan. Right. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, and then there was like something about being electrocuted and blah blah blah. blah, blah. It went by fast. It went by. It was like it was rapid. <laughs> it was rapid. But I did like the one. There was one about like did a computer eat your grandma or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. That's an X file. That's that is an X that file is an X for file. sure. Oh. And we don't deal in those anymore. Oh God bless. We never have to deal in those anymore. <laughs> um, okay. Well, it's 2023. It's 2023. And the weekly news is still around. It is. But you know what else is still around? What? Zines. <gasps> Zines. Oh, yes. I think we should have a bi-weekly world news. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's for bisexuals. <laughs> it's written and for bisexuals. Please. <laughs> I need this. It is. It's. It's. It's published weekly, yeah. but by buys. Okay. And, or pansexual. So it's not bi weekly. No, but well, it's bi weekly. Okay. Or pan weekly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Whatever you identify as. <laughs> and it's just written by queers. Yeah. Like, could you, can you imagine that what the straight person did? How embarrassing for them. <laughs> it's it's oh, basically I like the onion. It. It's like tabloid journalism about like. The straights. Yeah. Yeah. And like heteronormativity. And, yeah, yeah, And horrible yeah. things that's wrong. Absolutely. I love it. Look, what What is Ew, the commercial gross. like? What's the commercial? Okay. <laughs> we have just, <laughs> just a little, just a, just a short king. Mm. And he's, it's the same, it's the same commercial. He's like. You know what? Gen Xer in his 40s and he's look he he takes the zine. Yeah. It was first of all he takes him a a a actual print. Well, no, we can't print anymore. He's on his phone and he's looking at like the New York Times and like this is fucking trash. Yeah. And like the fucking tabloids Daily Mirror, this is fucking trash. Like it's all shitty. And then puts away the phone, takes a printed zine that someone hand-folded and hand-stapled. <laughs> and, like, they're, like... And it's very tiny, right? Yeah. And he opens it, like, oh, well, this. And oh, then I there's, love the image of it being so, so small. So small, right? Because it's a half a sheet of, like, legal paper yeah. or whatever. And, uh, and then it's just same flashes. <laughs> like, woman has another baby. <laughs> Right? Oh, so, like, just couple like, gets an argument over who used mustard last. <laughs> Man, it doesn't have a vagina. <laughs> How embarrassing for him. So embarrassing for him. <laughs> Why would you not have a vagina? It's, it's great. Like... <laughs> anyway, that's what it's about. I love, love it. it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I feel cleansed. I think that was really good. Thank you. Thank you. I have something else from a friend. Can I read it to you? Please do. Please do. Um, This is from our friend, Helen. Hi, Helen. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. DNL. I've just caught up with the entire back catalog. Damn, Helen. Damn, Helen. (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) Uh, Sad. But now I get to send you my local ad. Happy. I had to wait in case you covered this very niche local ad. You never know. That would be really interesting. That would be wild. Yeah. I present to you a uniquely British institution, the pantomime. You might be overwhelmed by the Geordie, a native or inhabitant of Ty. What's that? Oh, uh, Tyneside or the neighboring region of Northeast England. So uh, the 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 
Geordies come from an area around the River Tyne, and they have a very specific oh. type of English accent, which you may know if you've ever watched MTV's Geordie Shore, I, I as have. I have. <laughs> I'm so glad you're uh, so well, you're you're so wise in the ways of the world. Uh, But I promise you, you'll love the puns as well as the fabulous costumes. I love costumes, um, Helen, but I do not like puns. Yeah, you don't like puns. I love puns. Um, And you hate my puns. Ray Spencer, who plays Dame Bella Balcock, (laughs) is seen in this ad, is a local hero. Well, you can't show that to children. Well, that's what they're trying to ban. I know. Uh, he plays the pantomime dame every year, and I've known him since I was a wee child of the 90s. I'm happy to explain uh, what you're about to see further if you need. Ha, 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 ha. Okay. You ready? I'm a pan- so ready. This is a 2019 Panto ad Snow White. Yeah. Pantos, they call them. I don't know what that means. Pantomimes. Okay, well, we're going to see. Thank you, Helen. If you want to watch this ad with us, you can go to our sources. Yep. Yep. She got them apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. <laughs> the whole club was looking at her. Oh, Ross not. What are you doing, ma'am? I'm having high tea. Eh? Oh. Here, ma'am. Do you like baked apples? Oh, I love them. Why do you ask? Because I've set the orchard on fire. Oh, how did that happen? I was having a barbecue. Oh, well, accidents do happen. You wouldn't be here otherwise. Hey, ma'am. Look at the size of me apple. (laughs) Oh, that's a big one. I know. (laughs) And it's nicer than the brown one. That one made me cry. That's because that was an onion, son. From the little panto with the big heart. And even bigger apples. See you there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you enjoyed that. Helen, I love you so much, but the silence <laughs> while we watch this is just British people yeah. being, I wouldn't say funny, because <laughs> I didn't laugh. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is their culture. I kind of hate it. Well, okay. <laughs> yes, drag culture in Britain is huge. Yeah. Uh, very like a long a long long different kind of different different because also like when you say drag culture like pantomime culture is is i think what is pantomime pantomime is um sort of like a really uh theatrical play where usually women's roles especially older women's roles are done by older men uh-huh. and um not necessarily it's not necessarily like okay. part of drag culture but it's it's different it's slightly different here's what i was thinking this is what i was expecting yeah um pantomime i heard the mime of it and no i thought mimes. they were talking no. and then that the little the little man the little man kept talking and being not funny <laughs> helen okay everyone else you can helen did you laugh at this is this funny to you <laughs> oh, no. i just i need to know is it british is it british funny i don't yeah do they who do could say it's like the office right yeah the british office I watched. Yeah. But I also watched The American Office, and I also didn't laugh, so... <laughs> well... <laughs> they made a lot of pun. There was a lot and of the, puns. And the Geordie accents were thick. <laughs> it, was, it was 
It was grating. <laughs> the things those mouths were doing. Wow. Wow. It was incredible. Wow. The delivery was bad. Um, <laughs> well, that, I think that's like, that's the kind of like overly performative part of the pantomime. Okay. Like, you're really putting it out to the cheap seats. The, the one that was the worst was like, I didn't like the brown apple. And then the dame was like, well, that was an onion. Please. She said, well, that was an onion. <laughs> okay. I will give a points. Fashion, very good. Yeah, the fashion was no... Wig, snatchable. That's Snow Love White. It. Very cute. She was cute. Uh, the dame... The prop, the apple, to looked incredible. Um, uh, makeup needed a little... <laughs> needed a little... Those eyebrows, the... the if you're going to put a dame on an ad, you got to make sure that lip... you got to block those brows. you got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Am I destroying British culture? Maybe, I don't know. Well, they're destroying us, so fuck it. <laughs> Uh, he ass. Uh, thank you for. <laughs> thank you, Helen. I you, appreciate Helen. you. Uh, I do too, Helen. I just, I think we need to have a talk with Britain. Yeah. There's, uh, we talked about this. There's just something about being an island nation. It's rough. They're stewing. <laughs> they are just, <laughs> just in stewing. it. And they think a big apple is funny. They do think a big apple. They is think funny. A, a little guy eating an onion is also funny. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Rough one. Okay. Rough one. okay rough one. We actually got to get back to looking for the Lindbergh babies. Yeah, we got to go. Okay. <laughs> Until next time, we, we are, are signing, signing off. off. But first, a word for my spouse. I'm not going to apologize. No, I'm not asking Good. you to. <laughs>